welcome back to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen, and yes, this is Season 2. Season 1 was great. If you downloaded any of the episodes in Season 1, if you shared, if you liked, if you followed the podcast, I want to send a big thanks to you guys. If you're overseas, I want to especially thank you guys. Never in my wildest dreams uh, did I expect the first season to reach people in South Africa, Ireland, the Netherlands, uh, South Korea, and Germany. So maybe you're in the military and this gives you a way to really connect back with your home state and athletics. And so keep supporting the podcast. If you would like to send any inquiries, you can send them to in your own words, 20 at gmail.com. Again, that's in your own words, two zero at gmail.com. Again, thanks. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin. Today, I have a great guest joining me. He is no stranger to high school football in the state of Mississippi. He has had stops at Madison Central, Pearl River Community College, Vicksburg High School, Scott Central, McGee High School, and even Mississippi State University. This fall, he will be the new head football coach and powerlifting coach at Heidelberg High School in Heidelberg, Mississippi. So it gives me a great pleasure and honor to introduce and welcome head coach Jimbo Now. Coach Now, welcome and thanks for joining. Hey, Chris. Uh, thank you for having me, man. It's my pleasure to be here. So, Coach, I know you're busy. I'm busy myself. What, uh, you just became the head football coach at Heidelberg. Um, what, what are some of the things you're working on uh, maybe in the first couple of weeks of being on the job? You know, <clears throat> Chris, you know football has evolved into a year-round thing, man. It's no, le- no longer just, uh, you know, show up and play during the season and then uh, not worry about it again until – you know, until the next uh, summer or what have you. But uh, we kind of got in the game late. You know, I was a late hire at uh, at Heidelberg, and uh, we've hit the ground running. You know, I've, I've I've been around the block, man. I've been in a lot of places, been with a lot of great people. And uh, right now the thing that we're trying to do is just identify people. We're trying to create uh, an identity. You know, we, we got to decide who we are. You know, wh- what are we going to be known for? And uh, just trying to identify talent, and a lot, and uh, we're doing that. You know, four days a week, from uh, eight to eleven thirty every day. We got a great setup, man. You know, it, it takes a lot of uh, it. T- it takes a lot more than just good players and a good coach to to have a winning program. I mean, you've got to have a an administration that gets it. And at this day and time, you know, I'm an old school guy, man. I I've been doing this stuff a long time, and and uh, not everybody gets it. They, they really don't. Uh, I actually interviewed for this position four times. I, w- I went on four interviews before I was named head coach. And uh, that, that excited me because it told me, hey, this is important. And, and I told them, I said, look, I want to go where the game's important. I want to go somewhere where, hey, if you don't win, you're getting fired. And, and these people are hungry. I mean, this school's been in existence 73 years and uh to my knowledge if if my information is correct they've won three district titles in 73 years 
So they're hungry. You know, they want a winner, and that that's what I'm. That's what I want to do. You know, we won at Scott Central. We won at McGee. I mean, I've you know I've had two uh, high school head coaching jobs, and uh, you know we were we were pretty decent. And uh, I've been fortunate to coach with a lot of great leaders at the college level. Uh, guys like Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Will Muschamp, Rich Rodriguez, and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, right now we're just, like I said, man, we're just trying to evaluate talent. We're trying to get stronger, uh, get a little, you know, quicker, get in shape, and get mentally and physically tougher. So, uh, like I said, man, right now we're just, we're in the grind like everybody else. I I got in there uh, the third week in June, so we were a little bit behind because my boys didn't play spring ball. They didn't have a spring game. Uh, they didn't play last year. So, man, these kids haven't played ball uh, in two years. So, you know, that's not a negative thing, uh, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, uh, it, it could be perceived that way, but it's really not to me because, you know, it's like riding a bicycle. Once you've learned to pedal it and uh, you just you just get back on it and start pedaling again. So the, the good thing is these kids are hungry, man. They're excited. Man, I'm averaging about probably 50 kids a day at Little Old Country Heidelberg, a 2A school. You know, we've ordered some new weight equipment. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of excitement in the air. I've got a tremendous administration, a big guy by the name of Corey Thigpen. I, I, you probably know him very well. That's correct. <laughs> Since he's your big brother. That's but, right. Uh, and, and then we got an assistant uh, principal and AD, Kevin Jones. Both of these are former ball players. They get it. The superintendent, Dr. Arrington, she gets it. She wants to be good. So I, I really feel like the sky's the limit for the Oilers, Chris. No doubt about it, Coach. I can uh, certainly tell you're excited. Um, you guys are headed in the right direction. Coach, um, for the listeners that don't know, um, what when, when you talk about administrative support, uh, obviously you, you've had experience with several what are some of the things that go into uh, not just supporting football, but any successful athletic program? Well, you know, you've the first thing is, you know, you've got to you've got to understand that academics come first, you know, and that, that's why they're called student athletes. And we preach that too, Chris. I've, I've got two uh, grown kids. Both of them received academic scholarships. Both of them were student athletes, you know, and uh, we, my wife and I were, were very involved in, uh, you know, in their education as well as their, you know, ac- uh, athletics. But, you know, there's some places out there that just they don't get it. I mean, they they don't understand that, you know, a kid can further his education, can further his uh, value by athletics. I mean, not everybody's going to score 31 on the ACT and get a full ride to college. So, you know, I I think the administration that's ideal is people that have a good balance. You know, they understand the athletic realm. Uh, And and you've got to be flexible. I mean, sometimes it's not going to be perfect. You know, you may have to uh, make a few changes along the way. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you got to be flexible with your coaches. They've got to they've got to have a planning period to plan for 
they're teaching, but they've also got to be able to work with their athletes. You know, I, I, I've been in a lot of places, man. I've been, there's nobody <laughs> there, Chris, there's nobody in this state, brother, that's had more jobs than me. And I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, I've seen it all. I, at one school, Chris, I was the DC and strength coach and they had me in class fourth block. And I was a new teacher. I'm not going to call, I'm going to throw them, throw them under the bus. I'm not going to call who it is. Uh, but, you know, when I left there after, after one year is all I could take, I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to give you guys some free advice. Okay. Cause you got good athletes and you're, you're kind of cheating your kids because there's two things that you could do that would level the playing field or, or, or help level the playing field. And it's not going to cost you any money. So there's no excuses from a financial standpoint, you know, uh, this school has some of the best athletes in this state. This district is phenomenal with great talent, but they never, they're never competitive in football like they should be. They never win state championships. So I mean, they might go to the playoffs, but they don't ever, they don't ever get, get to the end of it, you know? And I told the guy, I said, here's the deal. Give your athletes the last period or last block of the day, athletics whether it's football basketball what have you and then give all of your coaches let that be their planning period i said because i mean it can be done because madison central does it brandon does it pearl does it scott central does it mcgee does it they're doing it it can be done and they're like, well, you know, we got to have the PLCs and blah, 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 and all this stuff. We want all the history teachers to have the same block off. And we want all the math teachers to have the same block off. And, hey, you know, I get it, man. I, it's all it's about academics. And I'm, I'm for that. I mean, I was a good student. I got a 4.0 uh, GPA in my master's program. You know, my daughter's getting her master's degree right now. She's got a 4.0. We're all about academics. But you can't, you can't sabotage your program. I mean, that, that makes no sense to me. You know, I'm a DC at this place, and it is a 5A program, you know, and they got me in class the fourth block. And I, so I go to the principal, and, you know, I ask for I say, hey, you know, I'm the DC. I need fourth block to lift weights, to watch film, to plan, to go over installs, blah, 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 you know, et cetera. And some people just don't get it, Chris. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, fortunately, I'm at a place now they get it. They, they're flexible. Uh, I like them. They like me. And, you know, my plan is to keep it that way, man. Absolutely. Again, listeners, you're listening to uh, In Your Own Words podcast. My guest today is head football coach, the new head football coach at Heidelberg High School, Coach Jimbo Now. Coach Now, um, you, you talked about your different stops. Um, wh what are some of the things, uh, or, or let's do this first. How about you introduce your coaching staff to the listeners? And, uh, maybe you have some people in Heidelberg and those communities that don't really know who the staff is um, as of right now. So uh, do that at this time. Sure, Coach, I'd love to. Uh, well, we've got a couple guys that are Heidel Heidelberg guys are going to be paraprofessionals for us. We've got two paraprofessionals, uh, Dexter Millsap. Dexter played uh, O-line at Jones. He played 
uh, at another uh, university. I, I want to say it's UT Martin. I, I may be mistaken. Uh, I may be wrong with that. That may be my DB, DB coach. But uh, Dexter is going to help with our O-line. We've got another one, a uh, paraprofessional named Derek Shaw. He's going to coach our D-line. Very, you know, I, I'm so – man, I'm lucky, man, because I, I get to work with great people. I mean, these guys are both very passionate. Uh, Dex is a great guy. So is Derek, man. They're all in. Our kids are excited. Uh, our DB coach is uh, Jimmy Jones. They call him Cool J. So I call him Cool J. He's a he's a good dude. He's a you know young guy, up and comer. He's a full time teacher, a PE teacher at the elementary school. He works with our DBs uh, and also our wide receivers. He's going to be our uh, junior high DC. And then my right-hand man is the guy that I had at Scott Central. Uh, my offensive coordinator and assistant head coach is Paul Burtnett. Paul won a uh, state championship at Scott Central. He came in with me to, uh, you know, to rebuild that program after they had had five losing seasons. Paul is a people person. He's an uh, unbelievable teacher, just coaches the heck out of kids. You know, he, he has that it factor, man. He's, he's that type coach that kids respond to. I know you've, uh, you know, Paul, you've, I'm sure I think you've met him before, but he is a really, really good guy. And he's, a, he's a great coach. And then, uh, you know, there's five of us. I'm the last guy and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to coordinate our defense. I'm going to coach our uh, linebackers and, uh, you know, do a lot of our special teams. I enjoy that. You know, one thing that I did when I came there, I said, you know, uh, I, in, in order to build a program, you know, you, I, in my opinion, uh, you need to build it from the bottom to the top. And, and what I meant by that is, you know, I want to be – I want to coach junior high. I want to have a period, whatever junior high football period is, I need that period with them. Because they need to know, see me. They need to know they're important. You know, I'm going to be their strength coach. I'm going, uh, I'm not going, you know, Paul's going to be the head junior high coach. Cool J's going to be the, the DC. Uh, but I'm going to be coaching them in practice every day. I'm going to be out there coaching linebackers, you know, helping with the O-line, helping, you know, just basically, uh, you know, scratching where it itches and uh, doing what I need to do to, you know, to help those guys get better. But I tell you this, man. You should see the junior high kids that we got. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I you know, hopefully this year I'm very optimistic that we can make a significant difference. But brother, the future is very, very bright because we got some great looking young kids. A lot of these kids are showing up for summer workouts. You know, and a lot of people might say, "Look, guys, you know." I got to put first things first. I got to get these high school kids ready. Uh, I'll see you guys August when school starts. But, you know, we're not doing it that way. We got two different lift groups, and we got those seventh and eighth graders coming in there, and these kids are hungry. You know, they, they love learning the technique of the power clean and the back squad and the front squad and all these things. I mean, they, they're excited about learning the game of football you know they're they like how we're installing stuff you know we always install it on the board before we ever take it to the field and uh you know so again uh just just excited you know we're, we're a little you know i'd love to have a bigger staff 
uh, what have you. But you know, Heidi is a small schools coach. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta take what you got, and you just gotta make it work. And that's all we're trying to do: just make it work. No doubt, Coach. Now, Coach, um, I could tell you guys are excited. You're excited. I could hear it in your voice. Um, and, and for the listeners that may not have coached football or played football um, in a big town or even a small town like Heidelberg, Coach, talk about maybe the value and the, uh, the purpose football can bring to not only the coaches' lives but to the lives of the players that have a chance to uh, play it. Coach, that, that is the best question that you could ask on this uh, this podcast, in my opinion. You know, when I when I met with the uh, – my first day on the job that Monday, I had a players, parents, slash community meeting. And I told them my plans at Heidelberg High School. You know, uh, I don't necessarily look at Heidelberg as a stepping stone. You know, I've coached in the Southeastern Conference, man. I got SEC rings. I mean, I just want to go somewhere where the game is important. And I want the community to to be involved in it uh, and be proud of it. And, and, you know, they asked me, they said, well, why do you want to be head coach at Heidelberg? And I said, man, Heidelberg's a gold mine. I mean, it's a little small town. It's, you know, it's, it's not going to – I mean, these this community needs something to be proud of, to, to come up on Friday night and say, man, the Oilers are playing, you know, the, the stands are packed. Uh, that's important to them, and it's important to me. And one thing I told them, and I told my boys this on Thursday, Coach, you know, and I told them the same thing that Monday night. I said, if somebody were to give me a choice and say, hey, you, you know, you've got – six years at least I've got, you know, a minimum of six years till I retire or till I'm eligible. I'm never going to retire because I just, I love coaching ball, man. I'm, I'm 54 years old and in my heart and mind, I'm 18 and I connect with these kids. I love them. They know it. And they love, I think they love me. I know they do. Um, but I told the kids, I said, you know, if somebody would give me a choice and say, coach, you can win us. You can win a state championship every year at Heidelberg. Or you can have every member of your team to be guaranteed to be a great father and a great husband, uh, you know, have two cars, a dog, and the wife and the kids, and just have a great life and be successful and be happy. What's your choice? And I said, man, I'd take choice. I'd take I'd take choice B every single time, because my goal as a football coach and as a man, as father and husband, is to, to help young boys become men. Now, don't get me wrong, Chris. There's nobody more competitive than me. Okay, I'm a greedy guy, and I, I want choice A and B, and that's what we want to do. You right? We want we want to win those state championships and districts and what have you, but. You know, if, you're, if your kids are not successful, man, it, it bothers you. Uh, you know, I, I have kids that I coached in 1990. That, tech, that was my first year coaching high school ball at old Byram High School, uh, which is, you know, is now part of Terry Terry's program. And I have kids from Byram that text me to say, Coach, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking time with me. I never – 
uh, as a matter of fact, I got a code, uh, a text a couple of weeks ago that said, Hey, I never really believed in myself until you. And I was thinking, are you serious, man? I was a 22 year old guy and I didn't know a dang thing, but the, I don't know for somehow, you know, some way I, I made a difference, uh, in this kid's life. And, you know, and these kids need us a lot more than we need them. And, um, so, you know, that, that would be what I would tell uh, any coach out there is it's not all about the wins and losses. It's about building relationships. That's all coaching is. It's not about X's and O's and, and all those things, man. It's just about, you know, it's about building relationships, you know, trusting people. They, they, they care about you. Uh, and, and if they love you, man, they're going to run through brick walls for you because they know I'd do the same for them. Absolutely, Coach. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickpin. Today, my guest is Heidelberg High School new head football coach, Coach Jimbo Now, Coach, let's segue. Um, you've had a very successful career, um, not only in football, but in powerlifting. And so um, I believe last season um, you guys won state championship at Vicksburg High School. Uh, you've been strength coach at uh, Western Kentucky, I believe. Um, you've done it at uh, LSU. Talk about maybe how uh, powerlifting and strength and conditioning uh, translate from the weight room uh, to football. Very, very important because, you know, the more, the, the stronger you get, uh, the more confident you become. The more confidence you have, uh, the harder you, you work and the more you believe in yourself. It's like a, a never-ending circle, okay? So the people out there, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, hey, man, I'm a football coach. Powerlifting is a hobby, I, you know. Uh, now, I, have a, I take a lot of pride in what I do. So if I'm a powerlifting coach, uh, I'm going to give my all at it. Now, for, me, for, for years – uh, I, I'm in a perfect position because I get to do both. You know, uh, I was I spent 10 years in college as a strength coach at various places, uh, LSU, Mississippi State, Western Kentucky, Western uh, West Virginia. And, uh, you know, I missed coaching the football part of it. So now, I, you know, I, I'm in a perfect setup. And I, and I was last year at Vicksburg. I mean, those kids bought in, man. They believed in me. I got out. I, you know, Chris, I, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know, you never know what a kid can do. I mean, the mind is such a powerful thing. And I've always been good at getting kids to believe in something that, I don't know, maybe, maybe unrealistic a little bit, you know, but I, like I said, I mean, uh, they just believed. Uh, in, in 1998, I had a kid named Chris Spencer at Madison Central, and I used to tell the old boy every day, I said, man, you, you know, you can be the best in the country. I mean, that is a very big-time statement, the best in the country, you know what I mean? And the kid just, he didn't even, he wasn't even, even on my powerlifting team as a 10th grader. Well, as a junior, he set the state record in the squat at 716 and a half pounds, 325 kilos. And people said, well, why didn't he lift for you last year? And I said, 
because he wasn't good enough. I mean, simple. And but I told the kid every day, son, you're the best in the country, man. You you, you gotta you gotta figure out what's holding you back. You gotta be all in. You gotta you know get it done every day. So he did that, and then the next year he was a senior. Of course, I had left and gone to LSU. You know, after his junior year. And the kid signed with Ole Miss, and uh, he continued to stay in contact. He called me and texted me all the time. And you know what? Oh, when he was drafted, on draft day, his junior year, this kid was the best in the country. He was the first center chosen in the NFL draft uh, by the Seattle Seahawks in the first round, the first overall center taken in the draft. And the kid was from Little Old Bitty, Flora, Mississippi a former 1A school that had consolidated to make Madison Central. So that told me right there, I learned something. I'm like, man, the mind is the most powerful things these these kids have to deal with, or not just kids, but any of us. The mind is the most powerful thing we have. You know, we got to believe that we belong. We got to believe that we're the best. And uh, like I said, I was just always really good at making kids, you know, getting kids to believe, uh, not necessarily you know, lying to them or telling them things that, that weren't true. I really believe that we, us at Vicksburg could be pretty dang good, you know, because we had a fairly good nucleus, but I had to get about five or six new lifters to come, come aboard and develop them. So, you know, in, in the powerlifting, uh, there's only 12 weight classes. Okay. There's 12 weight classes. And there's 32 5A teams in the state of Mississippi. And there's 12 weight classes. Out of those 12 weight classes, Vicksburg High School won first place in six out of the 12 with 32 teams competing in it. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty daggone stout right there. And uh, we're going to do the same thing at Heidelberg. I tell them right now, I say, hey, man, get ready because we're fixing to dominate lifting and that carries over into football. When I was at Madison Central, Chris, uh, my first year there, we finished fifth in powerlifting. My second year, we won it. My next year, my third year, we dominated and set a state record that still stands today, 21 years later. And guess what? Not only did we win powerlifting, we went 15-0 and 0 in football, and we won a 5A state track and field championship. So powerlifting can help every sport because the stronger you are, like I said, it gives you more confidence. You've got more strength, more power, more explosiveness. So, uh, you know, I use that as a recruiting and motivational tool uh, within my program. And I I really feel like the coaches out there that aren't doing that uh, are really missing the boat on it, man. I can certainly see see where that um, happens. Uh, an, another good friend of mine and coaching, Coach Perry Lowes, uh, he, he's done that at a lot of stops with a lot of success. Um, Coach, you've had a chance to work uh, with um, some, some great head coaches on the high school ranks um, and even the college ranks. Um, what have you maybe taken from them um, even years ago um, that's, that's still relevant today that you use um, with your own program? Great question, uh, Chris. Uh, you know, I do. I have. I've worked with some great head coaches. Uh, I'm, I'm really good friends with Bobby Hall. I've never worked with Bobby, but we share a lot of the same passion and same 
beliefs as a coach. Uh, I'm really good friends with uh, Todd Mangum and Marcus Bowles. You know, we kind of come along at the same time, although we, we've never coached on the same staffs. But I have coached at the high school level with guys like Mike Justice, who's one who's a Hall of Famer. I coached with Barry Halliday uh, at Escambia High School in Pensacola, Florida, who uh, won championships in Alabama and uh, just a tremendous coach. And here's the things that I, I, I've taken away. You know, I coached with Mike Justice from 1999. I'm sorry, from 1997 to 1999. And the thing that Mike was able to do, and I saw Mike at the clinic uh, a couple weeks back. <laughs> and if you know him, if you've ever heard him talk, you know, Mike is a guy you either love him or you hate him. There's, there's really no in between. And you know yourself, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that don't like winners. I mean, winners are maybe a little arrogant. They, they're maybe a little too confident. You know, the, the Nick Sabins and the Bill Belichick's, there's a lot of people that don't like them. But here's what Mike did for me. You know, I was a young coach, and I was a linebacker coach the first year at Madison Central. And uh, the second year, uh, Lance Pogue, our D.C., left and took the Eupora job. And I met with Mike, and I said, look, coach, I want to be the D.C. I, I'm a, I want to advance in this profession. I can do it. I just need a chance. And uh, he said, he said, you know, you are my strength coach and powerlifting coach, and you're doing a great job. I just don't know, you know, because Perry Lyles, I took Perry Lyles' spot. Perry was the powerlifting strength coach, and he left and went and took a head coaching job somewhere. So I took Perry's spot on that staff. And the first year I coached uh, – no, I take that back. The first year I coached uh, – yeah, I coached linebackers. And uh, Lance left, and I talked with Mike, and he made it sound like that he didn't think I could do, you know, coordinate it and be the strength coach and powerlifting coach. It was just a lot of stuff. And I told him, I said, man, coach, I can do it. And I, I really didn't feel good, you know, when I walked out of that office. And uh, I went home that night. I remember this like yesterday. And I prayed about it, and I said, you know, God, I feel like I can do it. Uh but, you know, if I can't do it, then I don't want it. So if you feel like I can do it, I would love this opportunity. Well, the next morning at 9 a.m., my phone rings, and it's Mike. And he goes, hey, coach, I'm going to give you a shot. You got the job. And I basically told him, I said, hey, coach, you will never have to fire me because I'm my own worst critic. If I can't do it, I'll leave because, like I said, I, it's, it's that important to me. And, uh, you know, Mike let me do my thing. You know, Mike was a blackboard 50 defense cover two guy. And I was wanting to kind of implement some 4-3 stuff. You know, at that time, the Miami 4-3 with Tommy Tuberville was a really, really uh, hot defense, you know, where they tried to spill everything and uh, leave no vertical seams, you know, force everything toward the boundary and what have you. And, Anyway, we had like our first practice or so there in late July or August. And, man, Mike was going all crazy and stuff because, you know, they were motioning. And, we you know, we had some confusion about lining up and adjusting the motion and whatnot. And, you know, 
you know, Mike's a passionate guy and so am I. And, uh, you know, we kind of had some little verbal exchange here on the field. And that night I get a call, uh, and he goes, Hey Jim, uh, let's, let's meet where you want to meet at. And I'm like, well, coach, I live in Pearl. Anyway, he goes, well, okay, let's meet at the McDonald's in Pearl on highway 80. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get fired. It ain't going to be good. And I go in there and I show him what I want to do on defense. And he goes, okay. I said, look, coach, here's all I'm asking. Give me a little leeway. I'm going to mix in some 50 and all this. We're still going to be your scheme. I said, but give me a little leeway to do some things extra because I've got some really good ideas, I think, and I can make us better. And guess what, Coach? If I can't do it, fire my butt immediately. And he goes, okay, okay. And I'm going to tell you what. The first year uh, with me being D.C. there, I was 11-3. and we got beaten third round by Sal Panola. My second year, uh, we went 15-0. and 0. We beat Sal Panola in the third round at Batesville. And then we beat Provine in the uh, championship game to finish 15-0. and 0. And the, the guy completely trusted me 100%. Every Monday morning, I would walk in. We would meet on Sundays. Every Monday morning, I'd walk in with a defensive game plan, Chris, and I would put it on the right-hand corner of his desk, week one, week two, week three, week four. Chris, at the end of the season, week 15, there was a stack of game plans from one through 15, and the guy had never looked at them. He (laughs) never asked me, Coach, what are we doing against Sal Pinello? What's our plan this week? I mean, he trusted me. Because, and, and that meant a lot to me. And the thing that I learned from Mike is that he made kids feel like they were the best on the planet. He would come out every year and go, oh, man, I tell you what, man, we're going to be great, man. We, 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 you know, we're too deep everywhere, blah, blah, blah. We're this good. We're the, and so on and so forth. And I'm sitting there looking at the paper, and I'm thinking to myself, man, are you crazy, coach? We ain't <laughs> even one deep. We got – we got problems at nose guard. We're not very good there. And he's telling everybody we're too deep. And I asked him one day, I said, Coach, why do you do that? And he goes, think about this. If you tell a kid, if, if you got a kid and he's not, uh, he don't think he's very good and he's got to go in the game, he has no chance. But if he at least thinks he's good, he might play a little bit harder and have a little bit higher expectations. You know, there's a proverb uh, there, There's a proverb that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I'm going to tell you right now, man, I'm a Mike Justice fan. I love Mike Justice. Uh, you know, he's not the greatest X and O guy in the world, but he is one heck of a football coach because he is a psychologist. He knows how to get the most out of people. And I'm going to tell you, man, and, and you know as well as I do, Chris, you've been around the block. Uh, the, the mental aspect of coaching is everything. I mean, we, we as coaches, we got to do it all. We got to be a psychologist. We got to be a, a mentor or a father or whatever it takes. You know, you, you got to do it. And, uh, but yeah, these coaches uh, that I've worked with, man, they really helped me along the way. That's that's a great story, Coach. Um, and, and, and when you were telling the story about how he, uh, you know, really talks up the players and, and – and get them to believe. Um, I remember, you know, Jimmy Johnson, 
you know, kind of doing so, sort of the same thing uh, with his players with the Cowboys when he first took over and once they got rolling. So uh, that's a great story um, that you share with us. Uh, Coach, um, you know, let's segue. Have you always uh, known, I guess, um, that you wanted to coach football? You know, uh, my uncle uh, was was Coach Will Blair. He was my mother's brother, and he was he was a, a mentor and a father figure to me. And uh, when I was a junior high kid, I would, you know, he was he was coaching at McGee when I was a sixth grader, and he never got to coach me. He left and went to Pearl, and then he later became the head coach at Richland High School. And he, I remember going to practice with him, you know, uh, riding to school with him every day laying all the dummies at practice, watching them practice. And I thought, I thought, man, what, what could be any better than this? I mean, you know, I knew what I wanted to be when I was, I don't know, I guess probably 10 years old. Uh, I wanted to be a ball coach. And I, I really believe, I know, I don't believe, I know God put me on this earth to be a football coach. You know, there's so many people that go their entire lives searching and uh, and not knowing, you know, what what they're supposed to do, Chris. And and uh, I'm, I'm fortunate, man. I, you know, I never have had to do that. I, I get to go to work every day. This is my 31st year, man. I'm 50. I'll be 55 in, a, in about a week. And uh, I love it, man. There's nobody that loves it more than I do. And I, I, it's crazy. I mean, I, the game is everything to me. Like I said, I, I knew what I wanted to do. Uh, I tell people all the time that, to me, uh, coach is the second most important title that any man could have in my life. And it's second to to the title of dad. You know, I love being a dad. I've got two grown kids, uh, Taylor and Jordan. Jordan's my daughter, Taylor's my son. And, uh, man, it's, it, there's nothing any better. I mean, golly, man, I've got it made. Uh, uh, I, 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 I just I get to have fun every day and, and make a little bit of money, you know, along the way. So it's, uh, it's great. No doubt about it. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickman, and today my guest is Heidelberg High School new head football coach, Coach Now. Uh, coach, um, what do you know maybe about your uh, region that you, you guys will be playing uh, in this fall? Good question. Uh, you know, we uh, we just had a reclassification, you know, this, this year, and uh, Taylorsville has dropped from 2A to 1A, so they're no longer in there. And the same is true with uh, Bay Springs. You know, they're going to be 1A. Uh, however, you know, Bay Springs is still on the schedule. They're a, they're a big rival. They're in Jasper County. And they're going to be a very, very tough opponent third, third week of the season. Uh, but in our region, you know, uh, we have Mize, who's always just had tough – country kids that are very tough and physical. I don't really know a lot about them. They got a new head coach uh, as well. So it, the jury's still out on that. Uh, Stringer, 
is also in our region. You know, they're in Jasper County and they're going to always have, they have a tremendous tradition and history and they're going to always have a very, very tough physical team. Uh, North Forest is probably a lot like us. They didn't play last year because of COVID. Uh, So we don't know a whole lot about them. And then the other one is Collins. And obviously, you know, everyone knows that, uh, you know, Collins has great athletes, good coaching. Uh, I would think that they're probably going to be, you know, the team to beat. And, uh, you know, like I said, our our goal and and our kids, I've already told them, hey, our goal in year one is to win region and be the one seed uh, out of our out of our region and, and make some noise in the playoffs. You know, hey, you know, we, you know, I don't know, can we win a state championship? It remains to be seen. Like I said, we hadn't played in a while, but Heidelberg's got athletes, and it's going. But you know, when you're building a program, uh, it takes time to get all the things in order. You know, and and one of the things is. Uh, it depends on how fast the kids buy in and how fast they're they're able to to get tougher and, and a little uh, tenacity in them and, and believing. So, like I said, I expect us to uh, to do well. I, I really do, and uh, I expect us to make the playoffs. Uh, and I, I I really feel like that we have a, a shot a shot to uh, to win our region. You know, Collins will be the last game of the year. So if we take care of business against uh, Stringer, North Forest, and Mize, then uh, it'll all it'll all be come down to the to the last game, and it should be very exciting. No doubt about it. And coach, you talk about uh, maybe um, an exciting game potentially in the fall. Um, a lot of people don't know uh, who may not be familiar with Heidelberg and the community is uh, they have a great community support. And, and maybe one of the best uh, game day atmospheres of, of a lot of small schools um, have a huge band. People come out to the games. Uh, you guys have uh, impressive facilities. So uh, that should be exciting. No doubt. I mean, uh, I've met the band director, man. He said he's got like, a, I mean, it's a 130 member band. I mean, people said, uh, people have told me, man, coach, you're going to, freak out when you see all the people that come there's cars lined up down the street it is ridiculous and i said man you know god has put me in the right place because this is exactly what i'm looking for i want somebody i want people that love football love the uh the festivities and and all the tailgating that goes along with it so uh man we're, we're so excited i mean uh my assistant coach you know uh my assistant head coach, Paul Burtnett, and I, we both live in Rankin County. I live in Pearl, and Paul lives in Richland. So uh, we're commuting right now, but we do have a small house. It's probably uh, a par five, you know, a, a driver and a good uh, three wood or so to the to the campus. And uh, so we're, you know, I told him, I said, look, we, we want to be part of the community, man. I've already met the police chief and i've met the mayor and i've met all these people and everybody man is so excited and they're just they want somebody to do something special at heidelberg and i really think that the sky's the limit for this place i really do like i said we we took that thing over at scott central 
uh, we went six and six in year one, 12 and two in year two. And then uh, the next year, you know, Paul was there as the OCI. I was not there, uh, but they went 15 and one and won a state championship. And they're still doing pretty good uh, with, with the, at, at that program. And, um, you know, I, I think I had a little bit to do with that. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we think that the same thing can happen at Heidelberg. You know, we got to get kids believing. Uh, Paul and I talked and we said, you know what? If you compare the starters that we had at Scott Central in our first year, you know, when we started with those kids compared to the talent we have at Heidelberg, uh, we're more advanced. I mean, we got better starting players at Heidelberg. We just got to get them playing hard. We got to get them bought in, uh, doing the right things. But, you know, the first year at Scott Central, man, we were just very, very young and and had to play a lot of young kids that really, uh, you know, believed and bought into what we were doing. Absolutely. Now, Coach, you, um, you've you been, you know, in the SEC, uh, Power 5 programs, um, uh, you know, large classification at the Madison Central. Um, what, what's the biggest difference, you think, in between? you know, 6A, 5A ball and maybe uh, 2A ball? Yeah, that's a great question because it is a big difference. You can't you can't practice the same way. You know, you're going to have to have more two-way players. Uh, you're going to have to manage your depth. Uh, you know, you, 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 you've got to have – you know, you're going to have a few kids that are definitely your studs. Uh, and you've got to be able to play them in the right – situations you know when i was at scott central uh i I had two players uh one of them was named heidi barlow and the other one was navantique strong navantique is now a linebacker at lsu and he was our mike backer he made our defense go you know he he was great at seeing the blocking schemes and uh you know fitting up where he's supposed to fit and what have you but we could use him at running back and in, in, in the state championship game, you know, like I said, I wasn't there then. Uh, I, I was at another school, but in the state championship game, the starting quarterback got hurt and they brought uh, Navon Teke in to run the zone read. He, he was a, the Mike backer weighing 225 pounds. They put him in at quarterback. They brought Heidi in, who was a defensive end that weighed about 270, and he was the running back. And Taylorsville couldn't tackle him. Like I said, so, you know, that's one thing I've learned. You've got to be very, very flexible, and you've got to have a plan. I just just sent a text to my coaches uh, yesterday, and I said, hey, I know we don't have on pads yet, but we need to have some idea about a 2D. Because, you know, in, in small school ball, you've got mm, a handful of kids that are going to make or break you, you know, and uh, you've got to have a plan. If you don't, man, you could be in a real, real big time bind. Uh, you know, at Madison Central back in the late 90s, you know, nobody went two ways, even way back then. Now, when we played our dime defense, you know, yeah, we would bring in our tailback as a DN and let him rush the passer. 
we were, we would bring in Mike Espy, who was our starting receiver, and he would play one of the half field safeties just because he was a great athlete. But they never went, you know, two ways. They never played offense and defense. Now we're not going to be able to do that as most of your two A and three A schools don't. I mean, you're going to have certain guys that go have to go both ways. Hopefully, you're you've got enough of your big kids, you know, the O line and D line kids that that don't have to do that, especially early on when it's you know really really hot in August and September and what have you. Uh, but you know, when it comes down to to getting a stop on defense or or getting a first down, I mean, you know, hey, if we have to put our Mike backer in at an H back and and run power then we're going to do it. Uh, at Madison Central, you know, Chris Spencer, who was a all you know, first-round draft pick, O-lineman, he played right tackle for us at Madison Central. When we went heavy uh, package on goal line, I guess he was playing, you know, DT. He was. Uh, because, you know, you got to do it. So, you know, at the, at the small school level, you've got to be a better planner because you got to know when to be able to use them uh you've got to be able to arrange your practices a little bit differently you know because when you go if you go individual period you know you got to have an individual offense for maybe 15 minutes where you know all of our kids have an offensive position and they all have a defense position even our quarterback you know now the quarterback he he may not you know play any defense i mean the kid we had at scott central was our uh, half field safety in our in our dime package because he was fast and a, and a good athlete. Uh, but everybody's going to have an offensive position and a defense position because you never know when a uh, when a bomb could go off and you got to be able to have somebody get you out of a game until you can get prepared for the next Friday night. No doubt about it, Coach. That makes perfect sense. And um, I, I just remember seeing that uh, team uh, play my alma mater in the state championship game, talking about Scott Central, maybe one of the most – probably the most physically impressive team I've seen in high school, uh, regardless of classification. They were good, um, not just getting off the bus, but absolutely on the field. Yeah, they were, man, and they were fun to coach. You know, I, I really enjoy building programs, you know, and that's one thing that I uh, talked when I was talking with them at Heidelberg. I said, you know, when you're looking for a – when somebody's looking for a football coach, you, you got to know what you're looking for. I mean, like, there's some programs that are already established and coaches retire, you know, and – uh a lot of people can come in. A lot of people, a lot of coaches could come in and win at some of these schools that are just have great players year in and year out. But in order to rebuild a program, you know, you've really got to have somebody that's that's a difference maker that has done it and proven they 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 can do it. And uh, luckily, uh, fortunate for me. You know, they believed that I could do that, and uh, I'm excited about that opportunity, excited to do it. It was so much fun, man, working with those kids at Scott Central and, and developing them into players. And uh, one of the things that was critical to their success, and I told them at 
at uh, Heidelberg. You know, when I went in there, I said, uh, you know, I believe in building programs from the bottom to the top. And uh, they, asked, they said, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, I've got to be, I want to be very active, you know, in my junior high program and the seventh and eighth grade program and JV program. So many times coaches, you know, they see all these college coaches and pro coaches where they have an OC and a DC and a special teams coordinator and all this stuff. And I said, Hey man, you know, we're, we're two way football. I mean, how many quality people am I going to be able to hire at little bitty Heidelberg to be able to do something like that? I said, fortunate for me, you know, I can wear a lot of hats. I can be a DC. I'm going to be the strength coach. Uh, if I can hire a strength coach in DC that's better than me, then hey, I'll let them be DC. But you know, I've had a pretty good track record at doing those two things, and I want to do it. And I want to coach my seventh and eighth grade teams. You know, some people don't understand that the the junior high is the future of your program. And if you're a head coach and you're not paying attention to that, and you got some old boy that really don't know a lot about it. And he's out there coaching your seventh and eighth grade kids, man, I think you're messing up. I mean, you got to teach those kids how to block, how to tackle, how to finish plays, how to play the whistle blows, how to be nasty, how to have that mental toughness. And, and, and I, I'm good at that. So uh, that's one thing that they weren't doing. That, that was a huge, huge uh, issue at Heidelberg. The head football coach there, the program was not set up for success and it, and it wasn't his fault it was just the way it was you know the the junior high football they had a guy uh the I, I guess it was the fifth period of the day chris and uh he said well he didn't know any football he just took them out there and ran them fifth period and the seventh and eighth grade practiced with the high school after school and i'm like man how are you going to practice the junior high and the high school after school with a very small staff and a staff that's probably not, maybe not the best equipped to, to coach it all up like they need to be coaching it up. And I said, man, we, we can't do it that way. And, and they're like, well, we'll try to get it, you know, the way I'm like, Hey man, we can't try it. We got to get it. I mean, Taylorsville's doing it that way, and, and everybody else does the way that we did it that way at Scott Central. I said, you know, we, listen, my seventh, eighth, and JV kids at Scott Central, in my two years, they were 47 and one. That was their record. I, I, I truly believe that's why they're winning now. I mean, they're preseason number one in 2A. And, uh, I think a lot of it, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I, there's a lot of credit to uh, to Devin Cooper, and, and Devin did a great job there, and he's now at Northwest, and I'm sure he's going to do a great job there. But, you know, those those uh, young kids, man, they knew all about hard work. They knew how to power clean. They knew how to back squat. They knew how to do all those things. And they knew uh, that we weren't going to let a lot of grass grow under our feet. You know, they had a lot of uh, sense of urgency and, and, and all those things. So – you know, that's important to me as a head coach. And uh, I'm, I'm not a micromanager. I don't want to do everything. I don't want to do it all. But you've got to be able to evaluate who you got on your staff. Is this guy capable of establishing this program? Is he capable of 
creating the type of mentality and the type of work ethic that I want. And, uh, you know, none of these people have coached with me before except Paul Burtnett. And Paul can help me because he knows me. I'm a no-nonsense guy. I come to work every day. I bring my lunchbox. I'm high energy. And the day I'm not bouncing around with a, with a ton of energy, then you know something is not right with me. And, and the kids ask me, they say, man, what do you take? I mean, why are you always so energetic? And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? I love this stuff. I got 55 years old, and I feel like I'm 18, and I'll outwork any one of you guys. You know, and uh, they just buy in, man. They see that, and they feed off of it. So, you know, that's kind of the way we do it. Wow. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickpin. Today, my my guest is Heidelberg High School new head yes. football coach, Coach Jimbo. Now, Coach, I have one last question. I'm going to let you go. Um, what do you know or what can you tell maybe a young coach um, or just anyone that listens to the podcast about, you know, overcoming ad- adversity um, in your career or maybe just in your life in general? Man, you are a great Question asker, Chris, I'm going to tell you, because there's nobody that's had more adversity than this old boy right here. You know, I've been doing this so long, and I'm a hard-headed guy, and I've learned the hard way. Uh, And there's three things I've learned, okay? I've been let go from several jobs, and when I I interviewed at Heidelberg, I told him, I said, you know what? Uh, Probably I should be coaching at a bigger school right now because I've always been successful as a coach as far as winning and losing and teaching kids and motivating kids and you know if I went anywhere uh, in another state like say I went to Alabama or Florida and they saw my resume they would say wow we need to talk to this guy and I believe after they talked to me they would say hey man this old boy knows a little bit of ball and he's motivated he's He's excited. He might, he needs, we might order to give this old guy uh, a shot at running our program. But because of some mistakes I've made in the past, uh, and, you know, and, and I, they're not major. I mean, I ain't never, you know, hit a kid or hit, an, a, hit a parent or hit a, a school member, you know, or rape anybody or had sex with them or what have you. You know, I just piss some people off. And, and, you know, I say what's on my mind uh, and rub some people the wrong way and, and got let go from a few jobs. But, you know, here's the deal. When that happens and you become labeled, people are scared of you. People don't want to give people that have had maybe an issue uh, or maybe an incident or two along the way. They don't want to give them. You know, they're just scared. They want these administrators of today, man, want smooth water, smooth sailing, and they don't want no issues. They don't, you know, they, they, it just it just kind of scares them a little bit. So I interviewed for quite a few jobs, Chris, and jobs that were probably not the greatest jobs. But because I love the game of football, I didn't care. I'm like, man, I don't care if they don't have athletes. I don't care if they've never won. I want the job because I love coaching ball. I know that's my calling. So what I would tell these young coaches today, you know, I got a daughter 
that's uh this this will be her second year as a teacher. Uh, she'll she'll be at Northwest Rankin, and I say, baby, here's what I've learned the hard way over the last thirty one years. I've learned three things. Number one, you don't always have to have the last word. Okay. Uh, just, you know, you can say what you want to say, but then after they say, we're going to do it this way, then you just keep your mouth shut and go up, go with the flow. Okay. The second thing I learned is to say, uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am. You know, you can't tell people to kiss your ass because it don't really go over very well. You know, it offends people. Some of these administrators get offended by that. It doesn't go over well. So I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I'm just going to say, yes, sir, or no, sir, or yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. And I'm going I'm to go on about my business. And then last but not least, number three, I've learned, okay, this. I learned the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. If you're a head coach, you don't have a whole lot of gold when it comes to the whole school system. That principal tells you to do something, man, you need to be able to get along with him or her. The superintendent, you need to get along with him or her. You need to be, you know, you don't need to be a yes man. Uh, You need to speak your mind. But at the end of the day, you need to say, hey, you're the boss. So whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. And I've I've learned that. It took me, and it only took me 30, 30, uh, 30 years to learn it. But you know, better late than never, man. I learned it. I've got a tremendous late uh, relationship with our administration in Heidelberg. I love our uh, principals and I, I love our uh, superintendent, you know, and uh, I think they like me and so far so good. And that's, that's my plan is to keep it that way. Absolutely. Coach Nile, it's been great. Um, thank you for, you know, coming on and sharing stories and giving us a glimpse into uh, what your program is going to look like. Um, at Heidelberg uh, in the coming future and also uh, giving us some great advice and stories from the past. So, um, again, listeners, from all of us to all of you, thank you and God bless. Thanks. You've been listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickpen. Remember to like and share. If you have any questions, any inquiries, send them to inyourownwords20 at gmail.com. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless.